0: Hey, what's going on, people? It's Jay Good at Den.com. I would like to welcome you to the Straight Out to Den podcast. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by the good folks over at Lander. Um, Lander is the world's first intelligent drag-and-drop um, mastering service uh, by Mitch James. They're based in Montreal, Canada. And, um, you know, just for being a listener to this podcast, what we're going to do is give you two free MP3s of your master. All you got to do is go to Lander.com. That's L-A-N-D-R.com slash promo slash S-O-D-D. You go there right now. We're going to give you the two free MP3 of your master. And, um, you know, it's a very simple process. Just go there and let me know, uh, let me know your experience. I want to hear from you. So, um, you know, for, for this week, um, I decided to do something similar to what I did a couple of weeks ago and, and, um, you know, just tweet out, um, If anybody had a a certain topic that they wanted me to discuss. So um, I I put out a couple of um, options, uh, you know, some things that I was thinking about and kind of gave people the option to choose um, from those. And so um, out of those, actually, the top two. Um, Where it's getting paid and how to avoid janky promoters. So I thought how about we just combine that into uh, one podcast and and, um, simply titled uh, get paid for your shows while Um, avoiding janky promoters. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. And I think it's a topic that you know it it's on a lot of people's minds, um especially um being in this business, how to truly get paid from from something that you love so um you know I, I think a solid foundation um a couple of podcasts ago we we actually talked about booking shows on the road, um which was you know I I think that was a great start but this here is gonna go a little more in depth about um, how to really get paid from those shows Um, In that previous one I didn't really focus on getting paid it was just more so of how to get out of town Um, so here you know hopefully you guys can get a a better understanding of just truly how to get paid so I'm gonna go over a couple of things um, and kind of stick with me because these are both gonna tie into uh, getting paid from your shows and also avoiding like those janky promoters in the same time so um, the first thing I would say is, you know, find out exactly what you're worth, you know. Um, and, and when I ask that question, you know, that's a very serious question. A lot of times people may think that they're worth more than what they are. So you got to be realistic with, with, you know, the value that you're putting on your performance. Um, you know, what's your draw? And, and, you know, I've said this before. I will definitely say it again, if you're if you can get over 25 to 30, you know, roughly 25 to 30 people to come out to your show, then um Number one, it's probably time to start, you know, looking into putting on your own shows, and then it's also time to maybe start asking to get paid for your shows. Um, now, I, I would suggest maybe putting on your own show first with that amount, because that that's not a huge number, um, and a lot of times, if you're only getting about 25 to 30 people out to your shows... It may be hard to get the uh, the attention of a promoter. Most promoters are looking for somebody that can bring at least 100 people out. Um, But don't let that discourage you. You know, that's just something, you know, for you to kind of think about moving forward. But, you know, just be realistic with what's your draw, you know, and and how much you're worth. And, and, you know, you got to look at yourself yourself. the position that you're in as an artist, you know, you also want to look at other artists that are in your same position or similar. So, you know, look at them and see how much they're getting paid. If they're getting paid $300 for a show or 250, or, you know, even a thousand dollars for a show, you know, kind of gauge and see where they're at in their artistry. If they, you know, maybe have a huge social media following and, um, you know, they have a a record that may be bubbling in the city, um, a little bit, you know, kind of gauge where they're at and, and, you know, to find that information out is very simple all you got to do is email that artist or you know either send them a message and ask like hey man um you know looking in, into different shows and, and trying to figure out where i'm at as an artist and i just want to know you know typically how much do you charge you know I, I see that you're doing you know pretty great out here ask those artists what they charge to perform and, and from there you can kind of gauge exactly where you're going to be at um so you know if you're you're out there saying that you want to get a thousand dollars for a show you're only getting about a hundred people showing up at your show there's a good chance that a, that a promoter is not going to be willing to pay you uh, that kind of money because they just simply can't make that much. You know, even if they charge twenty dollars a head, um, you got to think if you're only getting a hundred people at the venue, that's that's two, you know, thousand dollars, and for them to give you half of that, and they haven't even, you know tackled any of their other overhead so you know that's just something that to kind of keep in mind you know being being mindful of that moving forward because you, you just got to be realistic in, in your goals and your intentions on, on getting to, to these shows so uh that that's one um also think about the lowest price possible for you to perform um when and this is all up under you know knowing how much you're worth find out the least amount and i'm not talking about zero i'm talking about in in real terms of dollars what's the least amount of money that you would um accept for somebody to come bring you to that their city or to their venue um you got to know that number because that kind of weeds out, you know, in your negotiations, you know, and and we're going to get into negotiations a little bit further on, but just keep that in the back of your mind. Like know the lowest price that you'll perform at. And once you have that number, then everything else can kind of fall in place a little bit better. Um, and you know, so also think about your traveling expenses, you know, um, if you're booking a show out of town, you know, how much will it cost for you to get there? Are you driving or are you flying? Um, you know depending on the caliber of an artist that you are you you may get offers um to get flown out to these cities and you know you, you got to keep that that number in mind because a lot of promoters will tell you like hey what's your fee and when you say your fee if you don't put in there that that fee also includes your travel or if that's you know that's separate from your travel people will take you up for that it's like oh your fee is 500 all right well we're gonna pay you 500 dollars." you know good luck on getting here so you got to keep all that stuff in mind man um that's vital information and you need to be up front with with any promoter that you're dealing with um about that. So, you know, once you identify your worth and you know, so for this example, this whole podcast we're going to use the example of $500. I think that's a a a, a decent estimate of of um value for for an indie artist that has um some movement in the city. Uh, people know your name. You have a record that people are familiar with, and people are actually coming out to your show. So I'm assuming that you're getting at least a hundred people out to your show. So we're gonna go with five hundred dollars, right, for this example. And you're gonna hear me reference that number um a couple of times just so you can have a you know point of reference so you can kind of see where we're going. So that's your that's your number. You you know five hundred dollars. That's exactly what you want to um, charge a promoter to get there, and that's including travel and everything. Um so. The second thing I will say do is just... Do your research on these events and, and the promoters themselves. So, um, if you're trying to get paid for a show, you, you got to go to where those shows are. You know, you got to go to deal with those promoters who are actually paying um, artists to come and perform at their venue. So, you got to do your research, and, and the only way to truly do that research, there are a list that you can go out there. You can pay x amount of dollars to get get your names on those lists. That's that's cool. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that if you have the budget for that. However, I'm more so of a fan of just really going out there and attacking it you know via social media social media is is everything right now, and people talk about what they do all day long, so why not challenge them on that if somebody's claiming that they're a promoter? you know go and do the research, look up on their social media, you know look at those past events that they're doing on i g um look at you know um the the pictures that they're posting on Facebook, look at all that stuff, and you know find out if if they're truly who they say they are um you can look at the type of artists that they're booking and and see okay do i fit in the category of the type of artists that they're booking if if that answer is yes then hey okay this may be a list um combine that list this may be one of those promoters that i can reach out to and say like hey i'm xyz um you know, this is where I like to perform you know, I love what you're doing at your events. Um, I'll I like to, you know, see if we can possibly do some some partnering up. Um, and, and I think I can and successfully get, you know, 150 people out here to your event. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a paid artist. So, you know, let's, let's talk, you know, you can, you, it, there's so many different ways that you can attack that. But if you be proactive about reaching out to these promoters, eventually these promoters will start to reach out to you. So, um, That's that's the main thing. I I think just to really avoid any kind of janky promoter, if you do any type of research early on, you can kind of weed your way through that process and see like, okay, well, this person, you know, this is the event that they had. And and look at the artists that were on that event and see what they're saying about the event. You know, most artists, particularly um, if the event went bad. They'll they'll tell you about it. If it went good, you know you may see some. You know if you post like, oh, dope performance. But you know if you're that's one thing about social media right now is that it's hard to lie all the time. Like you can post pictures and make pictures and and take them at certain angles to make it look you know amazing, but if you do the proper research and you see what this artist is saying like you know if five artists are on the bill and they're all saying like similar stuff then there's a good chance that okay that may be something true but you know if if you're looking on that and, and there're going to be different opinions on there that may be something that you want to look a little bit deeper into so uh, the, the basis of this is just making sure that you do the proper research um and, and when you do that research you can really get into um, figuring out which direction that you need to go, um, as far as uh, what events that you need to look at and, and what promoters. Um, the 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 important part about looking at past events is this: if you are an artist, we're going to use an example, an artist like a Talib Kholi, a very um, lyrical artist. Um, not an artist that, that does a lot of radio, you know, quote unquote radio records. All right. So if you're an artist that's similar to that, then you want to look at events that are booking artists like that. You don't want to be at a, at a venue that's, um, playing music like, Uh, Rich Homie Kwan or or, uh, Young Thug you know those events are typically they're not going to book you because you're not for their crowd so you kind of got to go where your crowd is at you know what I mean if if you have a venue that's constantly booking those type of artists that you guys are in a similar lane then that's where you want to go I'll save those other events for you know open mics or if you're just trying to get up there and get on stage because if you go there at those type of events you will stand out because you're doing something completely different than everybody else but the chances of of that promoter paying you to come to that venue they're going to look at well you're you're not for our market you're probably not going to bring that many people to the venue which they could absolutely be wrong but i'm just talking about on the surface level of a promoter doing their job i'm just trying to see and and curate a, a dope event um so that's that so you know um I guess at this point you've done your research you 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 know your your bottom line you know uh the price that you charge to perform you know that okay my my number is five hundred dollars that's that's what i typically you know will charge and maybe that my my lowest price to perform would maybe 250 so i know i have a two hundred and fifty dollar to a five hundred dollar range for performing. Um I'm not gonna take in anything. That's pretty much that two fifty is that point where you say, you know what, I can walk away and be okay because I need this to perform. That two fifty is gonna um give me enough gas money to get there, enough money to eat, and enough money to um, you know, if I have to spend a night that that's going to buy me a hotel room and it's not going to be the best hotel, but you know, that that's that number that you need, that bottom line number. So once you have that information in and you're actually getting these calls and, and promoters are, um, you know, looking out for you to perform and and you've done that proper research, you know, the question is like, what's next? You know, what, what do you do from this point forward? Like that offer has been made and you know, you, you like what you, you know, you're at that point. So the first thing I'll say is, Never. I repeat, never accept the first offer. So um, and I say that to say is because it's it's just like anything in the rule of negotiating. If you accept the first thing that's thrown at you, then guess what? You can't negotiate. Um, so say a promoter throws a number at you like. Uh, yeah, man, we'll love for you to perform, man. You know, we got $350 allotted for your performance. Boom. Um, well, at that point you need to take a second. Um, and and once again, these are all my opinions, but I, I, I definitely seen this happen over and over again, you know, take a step back, tell them like, well, you know what, man, um, my my fee is five hundred dollars to perform. So now you've thrown your expectations out there. So now you have somebody that's saying like, hey man, we here's three fifty on the table. Um you're offering five hundred. That's what I, I normally go for to perform. So at that point now the negotiations can can um you know they can start. So that person can either tell you like, hey, man, 500 is too high. Um, I'm already dealing with a budget of, of you know, of only six hundred dollars and I got to pay you and other artists. Um, that's cool. So at that point, that's when you want to really start negotiating. So tell them, like, hey, man, you know, I understand where you're coming from. Um, you know, 500 is just the number that I'm used to get to, you know, you know, get, throw me out another number, you know. Um, and at that point they may throw out. Four hundred, and you know, from that point, you can kind of negotiate and say, "Well, okay, four hundred is cool. Can we do four hundred, and and maybe do a percentage off the door?" You know, these are all examples that that I'm using here, and, and you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be the exact same way, but I'm using these examples to kind of get you in the mindset of thinking about um everything that's negotiable. You know, just don't accept that first offer because once you go from there, you know, that's it. There, there's nothing to go from from that point. You know what I mean? So. um, you you always got to negotiate, even if you end up at the initial offer, you know, you may negotiate and it comes back down to them saying like, hey, man, you know, I appreciate, you know, where you're at. I understand all of that. But honestly, man, 350 is our max. That's that's what we have. You can take it or leave it. And at that point, you can do what you want to do. The good thing is you you knew from the beginning is that all I needed was 250 to, you know, to get to the venue and to. You know have my living expenses paid for um for the time being there my food and my gas you knew that um from the beginning so you made literally a hundred dollars off of that because you knew that man 250 is gonna pay for that's my bare minimum is gonna pay for everything and i may be able to walk away with a little extra chump change um so you know that off top that you you've just made your money back so that's that's something that you know you go into that and you already have that information so nothing is kind of a of a um Let's say of a shocker if that makes sense. So, um, you know, another thing to look at is know your hourly rate. Now, if you heard any of my previous podcasts when it comes to performing, I am a fan of not doing long sets, you know. Um, but at this point if you're getting paid for shows and people are looking at you um to get paid for these shows, then at that point you can probably increase your set because people are looking at you as you know a dope artist now me personally i think at this point you should probably up the ante to about 15 to 20 minute shows um, with the very very spot dates of uh, 30 minute shows 30 minutes is a long time to perform man when you're on to come up and, and as an indie artist and a lot of people just don't know you um people are bored by the third song It's just it's just the truth. I don't care how dope you are about a third song. It's kind of like, all right, who's next? You know, so keep that in mind. You know, even if a promoter tells you like, hey, man, I got you a 30 minute set. You know, you can there's hey, look, I don't I don't need that full 30. Let's you know, let's negotiate something else, man. Like, hey, let's do 15 to 20 minutes. And and maybe that other 10 minutes I can use to kind of, you know, um, do something else, maybe talk, engage with the audience a little bit more and, you know, maybe have that time in the set where I can kind of do like a meet and greet, um, for 10 minutes or, or whatever, you know, there, there are some things that you can think of to, to kind of do, but I just wouldn't suggest having that long of a set and you haven't, you don't have a, a record that's, you know, a genuine, uh, buzzing record, you know, um, that's just, you know, my, my thoughts on that. So, you know, all of those things are, are very important, um, from that point you want to so you know just to kind of recap real quick you know you want to know your worth you know exactly um the amount of money that you would um you know your 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 high and your low you know this is my fee um and I know my low point um I know the lowest amount of money that I'm gonna take for these shows. Um you know do your research on these promoters man like you know a promoter is not going to reach out to you initially. You know what I mean? So it may take you doing your own shows first to get that buzz. So there, there's levels. You're know, you you're going to start off with your free shows. And being somebody that puts on a show every... I put on a show twice a month in, in, in here. Uh, and you guys heard me mention it over at PAG Lounge. Uh, say what you say, Saturdays. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, the artists that perform in my show, I, I don't have a budget to pay them. And so I tell them that up front. I I don't try to hide anything from artists. I don't try to act like, you know, things are bigger than what they are. I mean, it's a very small and intimate venue. We hold less than a hundred people there at that venue. And I tell the artists like, hey man, we don't have a budget to pay artists. However, you can come here and set up your merch table, you know, um, and you can come here and politic with these artists and you can figure out ways to get paid on, on your own. I just can't physically hang you a dollar amount to come here and perform. And most artists are cool with that. You know what I mean? Like we do serve a very niche market of, of, um, independent artists. So a lot of them, you know, they haven't had the opportunity to perform a lot in different cities. So it's more so of me giving them an opportunity to perform, which is, you know, is great. Um, but you have that level first. So you got to go through that. I mean, there's plenty of artists out here that, that want to be great. And, you know, you're not going to get a paid show off the top. So you got to go through that, that grinding of you know doing some free shows and, and once you start to build that fan base then you know my, my next um, suggestion is to start putting on your own shows now putting on your own shows you're gonna spend money but eventually you're going to start to see some return from that. You're going to build a fan base and maybe around the third or fourth time of doing that, just being realistic, you'll start seeing some significant you know, amount of money coming in um, because you've built that fan base and you've been able to reciprocate that and, and keep it going. And, and people are coming back to see you perform. So, you know, after doing that, you know, I'll say maybe even putting on maybe um You know, maybe three or four months of putting on your show, like putting on a show once a month, you know, uh, in about three or four months, you should be at the point where you've built enough buzz um, and you've done this successfully enough to where promoters are going to start calling you. Um, and once they start calling you, whether that's via social media, that's when these things that I'm going over really will start to apply. Um, so, you know, like I said before, man, know, know your work, know that that low number, know that high number. Um, and, and from that point and and after you've done that research on those of these different events and promoters and different artists that, you know, been on these events, you know, you, you get that offer and tell them exactly what you want. You got to you got to be proactive about things like um, you can't. You can't wait on people to offer you anything, you know. Promoters are not gonna do that. They you, you gotta be proactive. For a promoter to really seek you, you have to be doing something extremely well. So for the most part, you're gonna have to go out here and physically um communicate with these promoters and be proactive about getting on these shows. Um and just know everything is negotiable. You know, it may even be something completely different, which I, I'm gonna get into too in just a second, but I do want to make sure that I I tell you guys about um, the sponsor for this week's podcast. Um, Now, these guys have, you know, came along um, a long way. And, you know, when I reached out to them about being a sponsor on this podcast, you know, we sat down together and, and we really just went back and forth on talking about why we would be a perfect fit now this is an indie podcast so from this time you know every artist that listening to this podcast know that there's a process in making music you know there there is a good way and a, and a bad way the good way is to you know get your music mixed and the next stage is to get your music mastered now mastering music is one of those things that people kind of forget to do for whatever reason um and i'm not in the judging business but it happens people forget to do it they think that it's not as important as everything else so um during that process of forgetting to actually master your music that's where lander comes in like they they've made it an intelligent drag and drop system that is very simple it's literally like uploading any song to um like soundcloud or you know audio mac or whatever you use to upload your music to it's it's very similar to the same process you upload your music and once your music is finished uploading um, you'll get a chance to preview it so you'll preview it um, at uh, whatever intensity that you have selected um, low medium or high um, and you'll get a chance to hear the original and you'll hear the master track Um, right next to it so you can kind of gauge you know which one is better for you Um, and from that point um, you know everything else kinda rolls in place so it's like hey I like how this sounds so you're gonna go ahead and uh, save it and and you know they'll send you a link um, to your email whichever email you have linked to the account and from there you can just download it's a very simple process and I tell you it takes less than five minutes to do uh, depending on your internet speed of course if you got you know, some, some good internet, um, you can get it done within five to 10 minutes. And that's a very reasonable time considering, um, you know, the hours and hours that it takes to master a track, um, you know, the, the traditional way. So this here is innovative, um, and, and it's moving forward with the technology and it's making, um, everything perfect for the indie artists that, that needs that quick step and also affordable. It's very affordable. Um, and so look, if you, if you're interested in that, which I, I'm sure you would be, um, just go to lander.com. It's L-A-N-D-R dot com slash promo slash S O D D. Go there. Um, we're gonna give you a free trial just for being a listener to this podcast. You're gonna get two free MP3s of your master. Um, and from there, you know, just take a listen to it and you know, listen to it next to your mix. Actually, you know something that really helps me? Go into whatever you're using. I use pro tools and logic um at times, but put in your mix of your um your waveform uh, um of your mix and then put in the wave of, of your master and just look at it, visually look at it. And I'll tell you it'll blow your mind away just to see the difference in, in how it looks side by side. And I tell you just the visual approach itself. If you see that you can tell the difference in what, what, Mastering makes for your music, so check it out once again it's lander.com um com l a n d r dot com slash promo slash s o d d and for those that didn't hear me clearly or you know maybe I was saying it too fast, no worries, it will be in the show notes um, it's right up under that that button there so you can go ahead and click it there and you can get the same information um, and, and get the same uh, free trial so check that out and let me know what you think right? okay um, so back to what we were talking about with this um getting paid for shows while avoiding the janky promoters and i always chuckle at the uh the janky promoters because um, there are a lot of janky promoters out here that'll that'll promise you everything um and you know tell you that hey this is gonna happen and tell you that hey man my events normally have about 400 people here so you definitely want to make sure that you get here um typically those promoters are the ones that uh you know they're actually out to get paid a little bit more. So you're probably going to be paying them to perform those people that kind of do that, try to sell you on a benefit. Um, but that's why I don't really suggest paying for shows, but I, I don't want to get into that. Um, we, we already talked about that in the past. Just, just know that, you know, if you're going to pay for something, um, make sure, Number one, there's a true benefit. And when I say true benefit, there needs to be something tangible that you can receive for paying to perform in any venue. Make sure that that venue that you're paying to perform in is going to be something where you're in front of people that can actually change your life. That means there has to be a panel of judges that that are um, actually noteworthy um judges and, and noteworthy people that can actually physically move your career into a in a better position. Um and number three, it has to be a venue that's big enough to where you can bring your audience and there's already an audience there waiting for you. If those things are not guaranteed then you don't want to pay for it. And I strongly suggest not paying, but that's just my opinion. Um I'm not trying to mess up anybody else's money. Um but, you know, we talked about you know, figuring out the the early stages of that, getting paid. Um, Now, you know, the thing I said, like, hey man, you got that offer, and you're trying to figure out what should you do next, right? If a promoter offer you money, and you accepted that offer, you know, you did your negotiating already, what you need to do next is get it in writing. I don't care, it's 2015, get it in writing. If it has to be in the email, if it has to be via fax, if it has to be like a PDF, get it in writing you know get every detail of it you know you want to make sure that hey this is what this money is for you know and and if you're getting $500 for your show and that includes your travel then it needs to be in that contract that hey this $500 includes travel because that that actually helps out the promoter that you don't try to come in, in in the future and say hey man he was gonna pay me $500 plus my travel all of that stuff needs to be in the contract you know what I mean and have it written out and and once you have a copy of that make sure you you go in and have it viewed by your um, representation um lawyer or you know if you have somebody that want to read over it just to make sure that it's clear and and clear cut um and and, you know things like that you want to make sure that that is done um and once you get that in writing and and you clearly see how much you're getting paid and you clearly see um that everything is legit The second thing that you want to do, and please make sure you do this, get a deposit. Um, Now, this is called front-end money. And the beauty of of your front-end money is that you actually get the opportunity to, it's kind of like, the best way I can compare it, it's kind of like doing pre-orders for your merch, You know, when you do a pre-order for your merch, you're able to get the money first before you actually go out and buy the product. Um, It's the best thing in the world because now you don't have to sit in with a bunch of stock. You know, if you do pre-orders for a sweatshirt, you get 50 orders for that sweatshirt. You already got the money for it. Now you can go and actually buy that 50 or however more you, know, you wanna get. And you're not sitting here with dead stock, you know, trying to figure out how to get rid of it. That's the, the beauty of the pre-order. You get the money up front and then you actually go and buy the product. So think about it with um, getting your front end money on, on a show. When you get front end money, you already have your money for your gas. You already have your money for your, your plane ticket if that's what you're doing. And you already have your money for your living expenses to and from. I repeat, you want to make sure that that front end deposit is is enough money to handle all of that stuff. The reason why is this. A lot of times the things that that happen um, with the show is that a promoter will make a promise. You know, you get that money, you get down here and the, for whatever reason, the promoter may say, oh, man, you know, the show is not happening well you're already here you know and just think like you know for most of the people you, you're probably going to be driving you know anything within four hours you're probably going to be driving but say that you came from you know eight hours away that's not just a quick you know turn back around and go home so now you, you got to at the very least you got to have uh, somewhere to stay that night so um hey you don't have any money from the promoter you know if you didn't get that money up front now you're sending in a new city that you don't really know about um and you don't have any money to to really stay anywhere um, because if you're at this point and you're doing this thing full-time there you know money is kind of far in between we already know that so that's why I strongly suggest make sure that whatever you get up front is enough to cover your gas to get there and your living expenses very least now when it comes to food You know, food is important. Yes, we know that. But worst case scenario, five dollars can feed you for for the day, even if you're eating crappy McDonald's. No shot to McDonald's. But I'm just saying you can eat off the dollar menu if it came down to that. You can go and eat bananas and and fruit or whatever for the day. You can survive off of five dollars. You know, you can you can figure out how to get something to eat. That's not a big deal. The biggest deal is actually having somewhere to lay your head when you're in a city that you don't know anything about. And gas to get there and get back. So just make sure that you're doing that at the very least. That money is is secured and and locked down in place before you even, you know, get in your car and drive down to that city. That deposit needs to be in your account before you go anywhere. So the second thing, you got it in writing, you got your contract in writing and you got your deposit. Now it's time to head to that venue, head to that city. When you get to that city, make sure you get your back-end money before you perform yeah before you perform and the reason why is because you don't want to do a show and you're not getting anything for it you know there are some this is how to avoid those janky promoters those janky promoters will let you perform and then come up with some crazy excuse why they can't pay you afterwards and more than likely if they're really janky you're not going to be able to see them because they're going to disappear um before you even get done with your performance so you're sitting there at the venue and the venue is looking at like well it's not our responsibility. The promoter said that they were going to pay you. They paid us for the venue. So you need to talk to the promoter. And you're sitting in there now and, and you're trying kind of confused and you're like, well, where's the money at? And so that's why I say get your back end money before you perform. Now, if they say they don't have your back end money, then guess what? Don't perform. Now, all of this stuff should be in that contract that I told you to make sure you got everything in writing and make sure you had to present it with your lawyer and all this stuff is went over with. Now, if in your contract, it says that, hey, you'll get your back end money after your performance. then guess what? You got to perform before you see any back end money. If you're smart, you'll, you'll have it in your contract to where you want your back end money before you even touch that stage. That's what I tell people to go for. You need to go that route because number one. You don't want to waste your time. You don't want to give off a dope performance and then you have nothing to show for it. We, you have to remember, you're at the point now where you're getting paid for your shows, so you got to treat it like you're getting paid for your shows. Meaning, you got to get <laughs> paid for your shows. So um, make sure you get that back in money before you perform. And now there are some, you know, some um, some stipulations of that. Now you may have that deal where you're telling the um, the, the promoter said that you're going to make money off the door. That's fine. Everything is negotiable, but that should have been in the contract, which we already mentioned up front. So you should know. At the end of the day, what's going to happen when you get to this city? You should know how your payment is going. You should know whether it's going to be in cash, whether it's going to be direct deposit. All of those things should be known before you get to that venue. You don't want to go to a venue blindly when it comes to um, dealing with money because... Janky promoters will, you know, they'll, they'll do that. They'll they'll make it seem, you know, everything looks beautiful and you get there to the venue and you can't even find a promoter. Now you're dealing with somebody else who they've left in charge. Um, and, you know, it just it, it makes for a headache. It's, it's not the best thing at all. Um, now, if you're dealing with one of those deals off the door, um, something that's so important, make sure that someone from your team is on that door getting the head count. Now, I don't care if there's somebody that, you know, if they have something where, oh, you you, you can't have anybody on the door. First off, that's probably, you know, first sign of that's a janky promoter there. But if you can't have anybody on the door, you should have somebody to at least do an estimate, you know, walk around and kind of do a quick count of the people there, the people that's coming in. You gotta have those numbers because if you're getting paid by the amount of people that's coming to the venue that's paying, you're getting a percentage off of those people, then you want to have a rough estimate of how many people it was here if you know promoters telling you like oh man we had 300 people show up tonight and you did you know you had somebody from your team to account and you know it was well over 450 people well something's not right that's 150 people unaccounted for and, and granted some people may have gotten in free but 150 people free out of 500 that's you know that's not Typically the case, you know, maybe 50, you know, maybe even a hundred, but 150. There's probably some janky promoter going on. So that's just something to look out for. You got to make sure you have somebody there giving a head, getting a head count so you can have some type of backing. You know, you don't want to just be out there in the blind like that dealing with, um, you know, these crazy situations. So, you know, hopefully that's some stuff that can kind of help you out. Um, in the janky, um, promoter department. Now, um, once you're at this venue, it's all about trying to, you know, put on that dope performance. Once you put on that dope performance, which I'm assuming that you're doing because you're getting paid for your shows, you know, the next thing is figuring out how to get on your next show, how to how to get paid the next go round. you know, how to get paid for another show. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to give you three quick reasons or three quick ways to. um Assured that you'll be able to get on another show A paid show So number one is network with any artists That are on the show with you You know if you're getting paid There's a good chance that at least one or two other artists On the bill are getting paid um, For that show So network with them You know you got to put your ego to to the side, you know. If if these artists are are on the road with you, and you know they got booked to come to this venue, then that means that they're artists that are getting booked in venues. So ask them like, hey man, where's your next show? You know who who do you deal with with the promoter? Well, you know, give me some some ideas. Find that information out, and maybe get on a show with them. You know, it may be an opportunity where you might not be the headliner, but you know you may can make your 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 low two fifty. Um, By going to a new city with them. And, you know, you're using that and kind of get gaining, you know, fans from their fans. And, you know, you are kind of going on tour with them and and figuring that part out. Um, The second thing I would say is to ask the promoter about future events you know, at that point, you know, if everything went right and, you know, you can tell that you're dealing with a legitimate promoter that, that is, um, actually doing what they, he or she's supposed to do, then, Hey, ask that promoter about future events, man. Like, Hey, I love how this process happened. You know, everything went smoothly. Everything went the way it should have, you know, what else do you have in the funnel, man? Like let's, let's, you know, just keep continue doing business. Um, ask them about those future events, ask them about any corporate events that they may have, you know, um, all of that all of those things can can truly help um get your next show you know and the third thing is you know ask do those promoters have any other promoters that they they deal with you know um one thing is in, in this music industry it's all about networking so you know those promoters have other friends or promoters in the business that, Hey, they want to make sure that they're getting the right people too. Like this guy brought a decent crowd here. He, um, you know, everything went the right way. You know, there was no hiccups on paperwork. Everything went smoothly. You know, they want to tell their other friends about that so they can make money too. So, you know, you got to ask those questions. That's, that's the real key to doing all of those things. If you can do that, then, you know, you're well on your way uh, to getting paid from the shows. Now, The last thing that I want to go over, um, will be something that, um, it is a little bit different, uh, and sometimes can be difficult, but it's really more so of me trying to get you to think outside the box. Um, getting physically paid for shows is great, um, and, you know, you're going to have to work hard to get to that point, you know. Um, but that thinking outside the box that I want you to think about is is the corporate sponsorships. Um, now, corporate sponsorships, sometimes they're paying money, sometimes they're paying, you know, a merchandise product. Um that can lead to money. Um, you know, there there's all different types of things. Like now, today, today's artists, you know, have to deal with this thing, you know, merch. So, what I would suggest doing is, you know, maybe connecting with a uh, a a merch brand. It could be somebody that's already established or it can be somebody that's up and coming. You know, and say like, "Hey man, look. Let's do a joint let's do a joint deal. I need this amount of money to get on the road, man. Um, I just really I need you to take care of my my travel to get there and make sure that I'm, you know, my living expenses and make sure I got something to eat. If you can do that, um, that, that will be great to get to these venues. You know what I mean? But what I need from you more specifically, is like, Hey man, let's, how can, how can that win for the, the merch partner? Like if I give you this $300, you know, to, to go each, each venue, what's the win for me? And like, that could be something as simple as like, Hey man, will you rock my merch wherever you go? You know? Um, You got to wear this hat or you got to wear some apparel by me Um, and that, believe it or not, that stuff that it happens quite often. You know, it can be something as simple as like, hey, man, um, whatever venue you go to, just make sure that we can have a banner hang that has, you know, my product name on it or, you know, shout me out at every show you got to do It's these small things that you can do that literally. These people have marketing dollars to pay for, you know, it's just a matter of you asking, you know, a lot of times it, these companies are not going to be proactive about seeking out um, artists. They're going to, you know, see those artists that are they're actually looking for them because they know that they're going to work hard on to promote that product so they can keep getting that free product. So, um, you know, don't sleep on the corporate sponsorships. I man. I know it may be kind of cliche, um, but believe it or not. Those corporate sponsors can really give you some valuable assets um, and and to help you get on the road and and really put on some some dope shows. And, and, you know, they may not pay as much as you may get paid for a promoter, um, but they they may, you know, they'll give you enough money to stay on the road. And they also have some product in in there and everybody wants to, you know, stay with some fresh gear. So um, why not? you know, deal with the corporate sponsor that way. So, you know, just to recap, man, um I know it was a lot of information but I wanted to make sure that I went over everything on with you guys so you know getting paid for shows this is you know getting paid for shows while avoiding yankee promoters long title i think it is it makes sense when you read it so the first thing find out what you're worth you know you got to know your worth whether that's two hundred and fifty dollars whether it's five hundred dollars worth it's a thousand whether it's five thousand find out what you're worth know you know be realistic about that look at the different artists that are in your position and you know know the, the lowest price that you want to perform and, and think of everything travel expenses food expenses, all of that. Um, do the research on these events and promoters, man. Find out what events are popping in the cities and surrounding cities around you. And, um, you know, find out who these promoters are. Find out who they're, they're paying. You know, go go to one of their events and reach out to them. It's, it's that simple. Sometimes you gotta pay a little money and show some support in order to get some support back. You know, so you, you gotta go to these events and see what's going on out there. Um, and, you know, look around. Use social media to your advantage to network. You know what I mean? And once these promoters start looking at and offering you stuff, you know, never accept that first offer. You got to negotiate. Negotiating is everything. You know, you, you got to know your hourly rate and know, you know, you know, what's your end goal and how much you will charge to perform, whether you're charging 15 minutes, charging, you know, 30 minutes or performing for an hour. You know, you got to know, um, know what you're worth and, and know. That you can negotiate anything. You know what I mean. Like these people have money that that they're willing to spend. Their goal is to spend the least amount of money as possible, and your goal should be is to get the most amount of money um, as possible for your value. So everything is negotiable. Remember that. And, and you know, it's not once you get that offer, you are trying to figure out what to do next. Then you know you got to get it in writing. Um, make sure that you have a copy of your contract, and make sure that your contract has everything in it that you need um you don't want to kind of slack on that contract you want to make sure that the contract is is in writing and exactly every viewpoint that you want and everything that you guys negotiated on make sure that you get that deposit that front end as soon as and and i didn't go over this before but as soon as you get that thing in writing and and both parties agree on it the very next thing that should be happening is is um, a deposit should be wired to your account That's that's what has to happen. Um, And and this shows two things. Number one, it shows that this promoter is serious about you coming there and it shows your value. It shows that, hey, they believe enough in you that and they trust that, hey, this guy's going to honor this contract. We're going to give him this deposit. He's going to show up, you know, so make sure you get that front end money. And make sure that the money that you get for your front end is is enough that is going to be able to cover you to get to and from the venue. And um, make sure that it'll at least cover your hotel. You know, food is optional. optional. Like we said before, it doesn't cost that much money to eat. So make sure that that information, you know, you have enough for all of that. Um, And once you get there, get that back end money before you perform. I can't stress that enough. Make sure that it's in your contract that you can before you touch that stage that you get that money. And it's probably going to be cash, but make sure you get that money and make sure you have the right ways to get that money to the proper place. All right. Um, And the very last thing is just make sure that you network once you're there. Put on a dope performance, network with the different artists. network with the different promoters, um, ask those promoters about future events and also ask if they have any promoter buddies that they can uh, connect you with, you know. It's all about networking at the end of the day. So, you know, hopefully that helped you guys out, man. Um, You know, getting paid for shows and and also hoping that you can avoid those janky promoters in the process. So, look, it's Jay Good straight out the den. Um, As always, you guys can subscribe to the podcast on itunes i really wish you would um our numbers are, are very uh, increasing every episode every week uh so that means that we're obviously doing something right you guys are listening uh tell a friend to tell a friend you know subscribe on itunes rate review the podcast let me know exactly what you like let me know what you don't like um i would love to hear all of that um, information from you guys and um most importantly you know if if you like what we're doing tell you know let me know. I, I want to be social. Um, and I almost forgot. We did have a question. I want to make sure I get that a- answered. Um, and you guys, if you want to a- ask a question, send those questions to podcast at straight out the den. Um, that's S T R the number eight O U T D A D E N.com. Um, I have artists from Alabama. Um, and he wanted to know, um, if there was any untapped emerging culture, um, of new artists, from the bottom to the top of i-65 um have you seen any emerging art cultures that have caught your or your eye or piqued your interest um yeah and and i'm not familiar with i-65 but i'm assuming that that's um you know alabama um there's actually a, a dope collective in alabama man by the name of um new nation um there's an artist by the name of no sir foster um inkwell um um what's her name? Um India Rashad, um, uh Koji the Bandit. Um there I mean, their whole collective is dope. I mean everything that, that they have going on out there is, you know, they figured out a niche in the market and they're working that market in Alabama. I'm actually gonna be down at the uh secret um the secret stages festival um uh this coming weekend. Um so we're definitely gonna try to get some work going down there. That's in Birmingham. Um but you know, gonna be down there and try to, you know, connect with some artists down there. So look for me if you know what I look like. Um if not look for the, the straight out the DNT. Um we should be out there and we're gonna try to get as much interviews as done as possible. Check out some, you know, some dope shows and, you know, connect with the people while we're down there. So yeah, definitely that's a good question um from D James. Um I appreciate you um uh, sending that in. Um and also man, if you guys have any other questions, feel free to um, send them the podcast at straight out the den. I love to get them, you know, answer here on the podcast. Um, uh, so I think that's it, you know, um, make sure you got subscribe. Um, I would love for you to do that on iTunes, but other than that, I, I think, I think we pretty much came to a, to a close on the podcast. So look, as I always say, man, if you guys have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream and work until that dream becomes a reality. With that being said, I'm Jay Good at straight out the den. I appreciate you for listening and I'll see you again next week.